Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fidelity Connects, a Fidelity Investments Canada podcast, connecting you to the world of investing and helping you stay ahead. On May 11th, Fidelity Investments Canada hosted Focus 2023, a day-long event for advisors featuring Fidelity's portfolio managers, subject matter experts, and thought leaders. Sessions ran both on stage in Vancouver to a live audience and from our Toronto studio for a crowd of thousands more online. On today's podcast, we're bringing you our ETF expert panel session from the event with host Agnes Doherty speaking with Vivian Sue, VP Private Wealth, and Andre Bruno, Director ETFs, about how the ETF industry has evolved in recent years, where flows have been going, and the increase of active ETFs. Andre also provides an update on the Fidelity All-in-One ETF strategies. For more podcasts from Fidelity Canada's Focus 2023 event, please subscribe as they'll be released in the coming days. Or for full video replays of the event available soon, advisors should reach out to their Fidelity rep. And investors should head to fidelity.ca slash the upside and sign up for the upside newsletter. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect those of Fidelity Investments Canada ULC or its affiliates. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be construed as investment, tax, or legal advice. It is not an offer to sell or buy or an endorsement, recommendation, or sponsorship of any entity or security cited. Read a fund's prospectus before investing. Funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Fees, expenses, and commissions are all associated with fund investments. and Vivian. Uh, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having us. Okay, so Vivian, let's begin the conversation with you. Um, and maybe you can just take us through the evolution of the ETF industry um, over the past few years. Yeah, uh, so ETFs really is actually a Canadian innovation, um, not, not a US. So we've had over 30 years of um, ETFs in, in Canada already. But we've only seen the sort of exponential growth of this industry over the past 10. If, if we think back to March 2020 and continuing on to this day, lots of volatility, lots of uncertainty, but ETS has really proven themselves to be a resilient vehicle. It has proven itself to be a legitimate source of liquidity um, over this course of the past few years. And so even though you know we are seeing some redemptions out of the mutual fund industry right now over the past year or into this year, ETFs continue to generate positive net inflows. Okay, so given that, Andre, maybe you can give us some insight into where are we seeing the flows going in the ETF industry? Absolutely, I love that. Uh, I love the Canada, the Canada prop up there, <laughs> nice. Viv. Um, you know, from an asset class perspective this year, what we've been seeing is uh, actually more flows into fixed income relative to uh, equities. And when you, when you get deep down inside and take it a little more granular within those fixed income flows, so still a lot of flows going into kind of those cash alternative products. So think your hisses. Uh, and, and, and stuff of the nature there, which we, which was a trend we saw last year and it has continued on to this year. But what we've also been seeing this year is we've been seeing a little bit more flows into it, kind of folks adding to duration. Uh, so again, I think that's on the back of some recessionary fears that folks have. Also, you know, I, I think Jeff and uh, Jeff and Stacey made a great case for uh, fixed income, why fixed income this year, and I think investors are taking notice. So that's, again, another reason why you're saying, seeing some flows into those longer duration products there. Um, 
you know, when you take a look inside and we take a look at Fidelity as well, we have seen the similar trends at Fidelity with our ETFs as well. But another addition to that is we have been seeing quite a lot of flows into our all-in-one products, um, which have been doing tremendously well this year from a flow perspective. Um, one of the uh, parts of the evolution has been um, more active ETFs as well. Um, and I think for investors, sometimes when they hear the word ETF, the default is passive. Um, but now we have active ETFs, we have passive ETFs, we have smart beta ETFs at Fidelity. Um, can you take us through some of the key differences and considerations when we look at these different types of ETFs? Yeah, absolutely. So just to take a step back, if we, if we take a look at broader industry trends, we look over a three and five year period and we take a look at those three broad buckets where we have you know, the passive, the smart beta or factor and um, the active. The active is actually growing at a faster clip than those other two segments. So um, it, it's, it's, it's a large growing segment within within the ETF space. You know, when you think about passive, it's obviously, that's what those folks think about when they think about ETFs. And, you know, historically, maybe going back to kind of when the industry was just, or sorry, when the asset class was just getting going, you know, passive ETFs were kind of what dominated. When you think about a passive ETF, just think of your, you know, S&P 500 index ETF, for example. Uh, and then when you think about, you know, your smart beta, which you know isn't quite passive, isn't quite active, somewhere in the middle. Think about kind of your factor ETFs, for example, like a quality factor ETF, and this would be an ETF that tracks you know quality companies with quality earnings, quality cash flows, and things of that nature. And then finally, we get to active ETFs, which uh, typically is folks with folks think active, they think mutual funds, active management, stock selection, sector rotation, things of that nature. So, but that exists in the ETF space, and uh, again, that, that is one of the largest growing uh, growing industries. Um, we, we should probably talk about how. Yes, well, so we heard Mark Schmale on stage yep. mention that um, Global Innovators is going to be available in an ETF. So that's very interesting. And I think a number of other um, Fidelity, like our larger funds, are going to be available as an active ETF. So tell us a little bit more about what that looks like. Yeah, so as Agnes mentioned, and as you probably heard, Mark said, we're, we're bringing him to the ETF vehicle. So there will be a Global Innovators ETF. In addition to that, we're also bringing Dan DuPont and his Canadian large cap fund to the ETF vehicle. Connor Gordon, Chris Malagzinski's Global Small Cap Opportunities also coming to an ETF vehicle. And finally, certainly not least, we're also bringing Hugo Lavallee's Greater Canada mandate to an ETF vehicle as well. So we're very excited about that. Those are launching on May 25th. Um, again, if you have any more information, do contact your local yes. wholesaler or visit us on fidelity.ca. So Vivian, Andre mentioned that we're seeing a lot of flows at Fidelity going into the all-in-one ETFs. And you are actually... Uh, one of the original architects of these solutions. Um, so tell us a little bit about the thought process at Fidelity on how we design these all-in-one solutions. Yeah, definitely. So what I would say is Canadian investors in general, are uh, we tend to be a bit more conservative. We do like a balanced approach to investing, you know, mixing equities and fixed income securities together. So when Fidelity Canada first um, sort of launched our first suite of ETFs in, in 2018, it was always our vision to build on these building blocks as individual you know, uh, ETFs, and then one day be able to combine them into a holistic single ticket investment solution. Mm -hmm. And that's where and, and how all-in-one ETFs were born. Um, so we started with the balanced and growth um, ETFs, so 60-40 uh, and 85-15. And then a year later in 2022, expanded them to the conservative and equity so I, I think right now we're probably past 400 million um, in assets now. And we've really seen this suite of products grow exponentially relative to um, the competition, relative to our existing products. And that all speaks to, you know, the underlying investments that we're using. 
Um, investors do have a lot of choice. So what would you say are some of the defining features that differentiate um, or all-in-one strategies from our competitors? So I think building block is a key differentiator. Um, so of course we have exposure to the equities and fixed income, but that's really where the similarity ends. Uh, within uh, uh, equities, we are using fidelity factor ETS. So these are a marriage of our fundamental and quantitative research over decades of, of work um, from fidelity. And we, uh, we find you know, specific things that uh, Andre talked about, whether it's low vol, quality, value, momentum, um, factor investing have proven to outperform broad markets over you know, long runs. We have fixed income investments within. So Jeff Moore uh, manages the global bond uh, solution. We also have Canadian domestic uh, bond allocation. Um, we have a crypto allocation mm. as well. So it's a very small, deliberate um, investment, one to three percent. Um, we know that crypto investing can be very volatile, um, but when used in the right way within the holistic portfolio, um, I think it can actually provide some upside potential and also provide diversification benefits. Um, and last but not least, uh, fees. So as allocation, we do take a strategic approach to it. We don't charge asset allocation fees. So a lot of the competitions that you know people see out there, the total fee might look lower um, than Fidelity products, but then if you actually look within, you do see that they charge an asset allocation fee. So I think fees is another distinguishing factor. Um, and I would just say, you know, in my conversations with advisors recently, um, we're seeing them use these all-in-one strategies more and more. Um, so one of the big uh, reasons that they're using them is to consolidate their book of business. So uh, for accounts that are smaller size, smaller assets, um, combine them all into an all-in-one solution, lower fee, as you mentioned, Fidelity is going to do the rebalancing. Um, the second way I'd say they're using these products is just as a complement to their existing active mutual funds, um, really in an effort to just reduce the overall um, portfolio fee. This concludes our ETF segment. Uh, Vivian and Andre, thank you so much for your viewpoints. It was lovely speaking with you. Likewise, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fidelity Connects podcast. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe to Fidelity Connects on your podcast platform of choice. And if you like what you're hearing, leave a review or a five-star rating. Fidelity mutual funds and ETFs are available by working with a financial advisor or through an online brokerage account. Visit fidelity.ca slash howtobuy for more information. While visiting fidelity.ca, you can also find information on future live webcasts. And don't forget to follow Fidelity Canada on Twitter and LinkedIn. Thank you. See you next time.